Hey there, this is B. Wendy Jackson. I wanted to quickly interrupt you before you listen to the next episode. Listen, thank you for your support with the podcast. Uh, those of you who've been following me since January 2020, I really appreciate you. I want to hear from you. You can send me a message at info at AAOP as in Paul, C as in Charlie, S as in Snake dot net. I would love to hear from you. Also, if you have not rated and reviewed the podcast, would you do that for me, please? It also allows people to find the, the podcast. Um, this is growing. The podcast is growing and I'm so excited. I've had to update my little commercial because my name has changed and my website has change in terms of where you receive the books. So if you have not purchased your books, uh, I got the opportunity and the gift to, to write two books. One of the first one is empowerment for you, encouragement for your emotional and spiritual wellness. Listen, I love this book. Um, it is definitely a book that invites you to experience hope, help, and healing. And every page, every chapter is really filled with um, insight, information, and inspiration to be able to help empower you, to be able to help you walk in freedom. I include specific practical tips to help you take charge and take possession of your thoughts and really, really um, just control your 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 behaviors or, uh, or impact your behaviors and impact some changes in your life, cause some changes in your life. And then the second book is Empower to Empower Your Reflection Workbook. Love this book as well because it's based on specific podcast episodes where you listen to some episodes and you are able to dive deep into some reflection. I give you some prompts so that you don't have to wonder or think about where, how do I start to reflect? What do I even write? The prompts are already provided for you. Isn't that awesome? So there are also blank pages for you to journal um, or whatever you want to do, right? And so I just invite you, you can go on Amazon and just look for Be Wendy. So I don't want to cause any confusion. My my maiden name is Bob. So people have known me for as Be Wendy Bob for so long. And then July, 2022, I was blessed to get married, to be married. And so now I'm Be Wendy Jackson. Uh, so Amazon, you could just search for the books, Be Wendy uh, Bob, and you will find those two books come up. If you have any questions, you could email me. Uh, you can also find the resources on my website, aaopcs.net. That's AAO, P as in Paul, C as in Charlie, S as in snake.net. Listen, I look forward to hearing from you. May the podcast, may the books continue to add value to your lives. Um, I just, I just, I'm really thankful for this opportunity to just encourage people all around the world. All right. Enjoy the next episode and have an amazing day on purpose. Well, hello, everyone. This is your lovely host, Miss B. Wendy Jackson with Empower to Empower You podcast. I hope that you're doing fine. We are in December. Depending on when you listen to this podcast, we may be in December 2022 or we may be in January 2023. Either way, welcome to the Empower to Empower You podcast. Listen, if you've been following me since January 2020, I thank you so much for your loyalty and your faithfulness. And I hope that you have found this podcast and the episodes very encouraging, inspiring, and uplifting for you. I am so excited. So this is excited with a capital E and a capital T. Yep, my spin on it. Excited to be able to have this podcast, this episode today, because today is the day where we have two 
two dynamic guests. Y'all better get ready, get your notebooks, get your journals, get your tea, get your coffee. Listen, just, just tune in with your ears and your heart because this is about to be so amazing. We're going to dive in with the topic, Permission to Grieve. And so today I have Dr. Brandy Powell, y'all. Okay. In, I met these ladies before this episode. And when I read their bios, I'm like, okay, wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? Talk about somebody who goes after whatever roles that God has for both of them. They're doing it and they're doing it all because God does call us to multiple positions. So Dr. Brandy Powell, all the way in California, is a licensed physical therapist, is an ordained minister, is a doula, and she has a passion for the grief um, grief, and also people who are experiencing suffering from church hurt, representing God and his son to the world in love. She is unapologetically unorthodox, my type of sister, and fully comfortable in how the Holy Spirit leads her to deliver messages. So this is, I mean, I am just so excited to have uh, Dr. Brandy Powell. And then we have, listen, almost Dr. Nicole Nash, <laughs> doctor to be, um, and she's another friend and sister of mine and, and, and a wonderful, wonderful heart. She's a blogger. She's a clinical consultant. She's a public speaker. She's a licensed professional counselor and owner of her private practice, Nine Fruits Counseling, located in Midtown Memphis. Nicole is very passionate about grief and bereavement, trauma, young girls and women's issues, identity, purpose, perinatal mood, and anxiety disorders. You can find her advocating for mental wellness through arts and writing. She writes about mental wellness, spiritually inspired fiction under the pen name C.N. Nash. Her debut novel, Mirroring Effect, ranked in the top 50 under Amazon suicide category. Nicole is also passionate about child literacy in Memphis. She, she serves as a literacy coach at a, with the Rise to Read. I am so honored to have you two ladies here on the Empower to Empower You podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome as we dive into the topic, Permission to Grieve. Hey, ladies. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having us on. It's so great to see you again, Bewindy. Hello, and thank you. Absolutely, my pleasure. So just take a moment to just, you know, I know we talked off script, off, you know, in the background, but just take a moment to, to share how the two of you got connected, one in Memphis, one in California. How did that happen? <laughs> well, <laughs> let me tell you. No. So Nicole and I actually had crossed paths multiple times before. They had no clue. <laughs> But God allowed us to connect during a pilot run of Anthony O'Neill's Singles Blueprint. Mm. And so Nicole being the sweet person that she is, she reached out to me and she noted our shared passion for grief. Mm. So then the seed was planted. I was like, okay, so it perked my interest. <laughs> then after building a relationship with Nicole and just seeing her light, the Holy Spirit gave me a little nudge. And said, why don't you ask her to be a partner on your grief course? 
Mm. And so at the time, it was just an idea. I had spoke with it, spoke um, about it with my spiritual mentor. And she had months before said, okay, this is where you need to hit. Like, this is where you need to go. But the Holy Spirit was like, don't start until you partner up. Mm. And so when meeting Nicole and she made mention of grief, I was like, okay, let me just slide and, you know, just ask, let me, you know, the Holy Spirit was like, ask her. I was like, well, I know a lot of other therapists, like, and this is new and, you know, reaching out of, you know, out of your comfort zone. And I was like, you know, I know other therapists, like why Nicole? But I was like, okay, I'm trusting you. Yeah. This is your project. Um, And so I did, I reached out and I was like, <laughs> it's so funny because in the message, I remember telling her, Well, pray about it, no pressure, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> and um, she said yes, she mm-hmm. said yes, she said yes. So, I what did. made you say yes, Nicole? It was Brandy, and it was my passion for what she she came with. It. So, we had mutual passion, and Brandy is just amazing. So, like, my I gravitated to her because of she is just her personality and how she is able to connect, how she's able to express, especially that transparency thing. So immediately I saw safety, like this is not only is she cool, but there's this safety, you know, that you would find in a, in a kingdom friendship, you know? And, um, and when she mentioned that, I went and I prayed and I had so much peace about it that it felt like the natural step for me to do, you know? So it was a, it was a no brainer after prayer and I was like, who else then, Brandy, do I want to partner up? And it's been the best experience to partner up with her during the journey of creating this, um, just because of everything that was like coming out, developing. Like, so as we were developing the course, you know, and everything, God was still developing us. And it was such, um, I, I was very grateful that I was able to continue in God's development with someone like Brandy. You know, mm-hmm. it was a safe space. Wow. I love it. So tell us a little bit, whatever you feel comfortable sharing, you know, grief is for some people a very sensitive, a sensitive topic. And there's a lot of different teachings out there about grief. Some of it may not be things that we can align with, um, but, but talk a little bit about why this topic is so dear to your heart. Why why are you called and purposed to to talk about grief even even and produce this course that we're about to talk about um one thing i'll say from the clinician standpoint is though even though you know we as clinicians we we understand the necessity of grief you know we understand the necessity of grieving but um I think in the outside or people who are not familiar in this space, uh, grief is something that's foreign or something that we do at a distance. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's intentional or not, there's still a lot of masking going on. Although there's language out there promoting and encouraging that safe space and transparency, but to noticing that um, personally, when people were to come into my office, it got to the point that they were so overwhelmed by the grief, meaning that they were not really healing through it, you know, they were masking. And some of it was elements I found of, of shame or curiosity or even questioning, like, am I supposed to grieve? Is this the right type of, a right time to grieve, you know? And then even with uh, my clients who are faith-based or Christian uh, or had, um, their background was in Christianity, um, their belief, excuse me, was in Christianity. Um, 
it was like almost like this this hesitancy, you know. So even when they came in, they they hesitated with me as a clinician because they were unsure that it was okay to grieve. And so the concept of permission to grieve came up to share that, you know, one, grief is a natural response to the significant loss that you experienced. And grieving is a necessary process. And that's the biggest thing to land on with this is that it's natural. And so to deny your grief is to deny an extension of who you are, you know, because this is one of the, the I think, most painful human experiences that we have to go through. But it's the experience that we have to go through as far as our walk here on Earth, you know. So really identifying what are the masks, what were the reasons why people were still hesitant or did not understand fully that they had permission to grieve. Hmm. Brandy, would you add to that? Or do you? Yes, absolutely. That was great, Nicole. Um, so I would I would just add that for me, it, it's really personal um, as why this is so dear to my heart um, because I've I've gone I've I've gone through it. Mm-hmm. Um, within five years, I experienced the loss of both my parents and my brother, and so having gone through it mm-hmm. and just uh, just realizing a lot of the things that I've heard, like you can't question God, like you can't be angry with God. Um, And then being told like the barriers, like Nicole was speaking of that were almost hindrance for, um, and held me back almost in healing when I was like, no, this God is my father. Like he is my father. And so I have that permission to come to him and ask him questions even if I, I trust you, but I still have these questions and I have to be honest. I have to be vulnerable in order for grief to actually run its course, to give God permission to come into my life. I had to be vulnerable with him. And so that, that's why, and then also letting people know that our salvation and our, and the love that God has for us is not fragile. Like it's, it, he doesn't turn away. He's not running away from us. He's not, he's not scared of our ugly. He's not, he, he, like he literally create, he literally saw the end and still decided to create the earth, right. And to create us. So our grief is not too heavy for him. Our questions, our anger that we might experience is not because that allows him in and gives him permission to come in and show us and direct us and and to heal us. And so that's why it's, it's, it's personal for me. Like I want people to have this freedom of being able to find their peace within their grief. Wow. I just lost my voice listening to (laughs) y'all. And we're only in the first 10 minutes, but I love what you said in terms of just communicating the notion of that Jesus is the burden lifter and that, you know, why would he have, why would there be a scripture that he bandaged, he's close to the brokenhearted and he bandages our wounds if we weren't going to be wounded, right? With, with grief. And I love also that you said that our salvation is not fragile, uh, that God wants to bear, he wants to hear, he wants to carry. In fact, it's a scripture that says he carries us daily. He wants to carry us, right? And I also appreciate uh, both of what you said, and even, even Nicole, when you said that to deny to deny grief, to deny the experience of grieving is also to, to deny the extension of who we are. Yeah. Y'all, 
come because it's right yeah i mean because it's, it's in the molding right yeah. you know if we really were to look like brandy said like through the eyes of you know how god created even this experience of grief you know it's it's the molding you know and brandy i know can attest with her with her pain and her her loss and even you know with my experiences is looking back is it something that i'm like oh yeah come on let's bring it up I, I love this no but looking back in retrospect is this can i say this shaped me i'm not the same and i don't mean it in a bad way right i mean it that i'm not the same i am different and there are certain things that i realize in god's all knowing and just his love is that there are certain things i would have only received by going through this mm. you know mm. and so it's it's the molding and so god is not immune like god is so limitless that he can you know, decide in his, you know, infinite wisdom on what is the best route to mold us into the image of Christ, you know, like Brandy seemed like, you know, so with that being said, he does also choose grief and mm -hmm. grieving and Absolutely. loss and pain, you know, and there's no emotion that God hasn't given us that he hasn't experienced, but also emotions are not a bad thing, you know, um, and grief, even though it's, it's challenging and painful, grief is necessary. Yeah, I don't know if you want to. I feel like we need to pivot just a little bit, and and, and I don't want to get too much in your course. Um, but if you could just take, if either of you could take a moment and give a definition. I I know Nicole, you said that it's necessary, but give a definition of grief because the subject of grief has expanded over the past few years, and and people are learning. Some people are learning that grief doesn't have to mean that somebody died, right? It, it, it can mean the loss of a dream, the loss of the loss, the loss of a loved one, but the loss of what life, uh, what we thought life could be. And so if you could just take a moment, and also the definition or the process is way past. I cannot stand to hear five stages. It's way past five stages because we- Well, I got some fun for you. No, I'm listening, but I got some fun for you with that one. Yes, we do not yeah. grieve in stages. I mean, people right. come to therapy, you have been told by somebody to just put it in a box that you are in denial, that you are in this, that you are in bargaining. And so just take a moment and pivot for a second and just for the listeners to hear what is grief and- if you could even know types of grief and, and loss. And I, I don't want y'all to give away your course, but just a few minutes on that. Oh no, the course is too rich <laughs> to give yeah. away. And it's too like, it's not gonna happen in in, um, in this discussion, but um, no. And I, I love that you bring that up because that was the whole point. So one, I wanna break down as far as grief. Grief is a combination of, it's the emotion, it's the feelings, it's the thoughts and the behaviors that occur, you know, due to a loss. And I wanna break down a loss. Um, loss is anything, well, let me break down bereavement. Bereavement actually means to be robbed, to be deprived of. So in that sense, if you even can equate to being robbed of something, automatically that, that's going to translate to something emotionally. So that's why grief is. So grief is a combination. Grieving is the process of it. You know, mourning is the process. And mourning is the process that occurs after a loss. Um, and it's to um, assist a person with the terms of whatever the loss is. And so there are different types of losses. Um, there are, you know, um, there are, of course, the losses of the physical loved ones and things like that. There's, but there's also different types of, uh, you can have non-death uh, losses as well. And so non-death losses is any loss, again, something you're deprived of. Anything that you've been deprived of that impacts you emotionally, cognitive, uh, cognitive, cognitively, 
function-wise, that is considered an opportunity that you may need to grieve that. So mourning is the process of coming to terms with the loss in the manner you see fit. Now, I do want to go and I do want to address, you know, because one thing we have landed on is no, there's no stages, you know, um, so there's no five stages, nor are there, you know, phases, because, you know, at one point, I think when we were using like, you know, the seven phases of grief and things like that. And so when we say I want to break down what this meant, when it meant stages, what research meant is that there was a point where in stages, you thought you had to go from point A to point B to point C. So as far as denial to, to anger to, and we, we learned that you know through research and even through our experiences, where it's professionally and personally, that you do not grieve in stages, meaning check. And I'm gonna be real, I love this. I love you know the stage part of it because I'm a checker off first. So I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm done, I'm done. But then when my own grief did not look like that, I was like, wait a minute, right? And then phases, phases is because um, the reason why we don't also grieve in phases because phases then implies that there's a time limit on it. Meaning you go through this phase, like an adolescent phase, or, you know, this is my, my, you know, selfish phase. Like, no, it's not like that where there's a, a period of time involved. However, though, I am going to um, challenge and explore and, and push back a little bit because of while we don't go through the stages and there's no phases, there are grieving responses that I will say, because I'm a Puba Ross all day long, okay? I'm going to be real open with that. And so she pulled me in with the five stages, but what she also shared was as far as the grieving responses. And so even though you don't go through a stage of denial, you may experience the grieving response of denial and so on and a grieving response of anger and things like that. And it's not linear and you don't, you know, it's not like, like I said, you don't check it off. But the responses across the board and research has shown us as far as with Kubler-Ross, even with John Bowlby, who does attachment. And I love attachment when it comes to um, grief because it can explain and validate that it doesn't have to, that your loss does not have to look like another person's loss in order for you to be attached to the loss, right? Mm -hmm. So with that being said, there are grieving responses that are, um, that are common and the uniqueness of our grieving experiences. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that, mm -hmm. Dr. Nash. <laughs> I'm claiming that name, so in Jesus' mighty name. I was like, you see, you see why she's amazing for this course? Yes, Y'all hear this? I'm about to end the podcast. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, we can go home. Thank you and good night. <laughs> Thank you for breaking that down for the people. Thank you yes, so much. <laughs> I forgot the question. No, I didn't forget the question. But uh, Brandy, do you want to add anything here, or you want us to move forward? No, I don't have anything. To, I think she covered it all. Absolutely did. So tell us. Let's just dive in. Tell us about the course, permission to grieve, and what you hope for your students that will who will be participating. The, this course is going to be sought after. Um, long wait list, y'all, you know, I, I'm just believing that for y'all and praying that over, over your course. So tell us a little bit about your course, what you hope to accomplish with the course, Permission to Grieve. First, I will receive that. Thank you. And claim that in agreement. <laughs> but I would say for me and for Nicole and I, she, and she'll add in, is freedom. Mm. and and I and it's from all of the standards and the rules 
right? And it's the freedom to see God personally and intimately. Mm -hmm. I think like we spoke of earlier, a lot of barriers, a lot of myths make it where people come into the building of church and want to put on a facade or what they feel it looks like. Mm -hmm. And here we just want you to be free to Mm -hmm. grieve in your honesty, and let God come in. That's, I mean, like you said, God is close to the brokenhearted. But if you are masking that you're brokenhearted, how can he find, like you're there, but you're not giving him the the entrance, right? You're not giving him permission to help you there. So we want freedom and it's freedom to grieve uniquely and unapologetically mm-hmm. um, because God is going to meet us where we are. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's, that's what I would say, I, my hope for the course. That's good. So I, I hear you say freedom. And I also hear you say an opportunity for people to unmask the pain because you can't heal if you don't reveal what's, what's really going on right. Uh, right. For, as it relates to grief. Anything, Nicole? Or? No, like everything that Brittany said, yes. You know, um, I, with my own experiences with grief, there was a lot of emotions like shame that came up um so again that's why I love our title permission to grieve so much because um to understand that you have permission to validate your experience to validate your loss and so with me in my experience I had um, a relational um um death and so it was painful because I was isolated because I questioned, am I allowed to grieve this? Am I allowed to be angry with God? And I was, you know, so like Brandy said, like to, to kind of like when you put on that mask, when you deny, you know, God already knows, you know, and he already sees. And so there was a level of shame that I had because of that time. And it was cleansing that God gave me through that process you know, and it was cleansing to revelation of truth. And so there was like, even misbelief, there was lies, there was things I was honestly believing as a result of, you know, my loss. And God actually said, I wanted you to go through that loss, because I wanted to use that loss to cleanse you from a lot of faulty thinking and faulty narrative work, you know, and so definitely, you know, freedom, freedom, because that's what, you know, who the sun sets free is free indeed. So definitely freedom for for those and hopefully cleansing yeah thank you for sharing that because even as you're saying that there are people that probably thought my grief is not grief enough right like sure I mean I didn't didn't, no one no one died I mean this happened yes I went through a loss you know whether it's termination whether it's the loss of a dream the loss of you know but it's almost like there are people who feel like well I mean surely this is not I'm not I can't call this grief, can I? You know, and so I really appreciate you sharing that for sure. So with that is a really good segue. Who do you tend? Who are your intended uh, students to participate in this class? In this course, sorry. I I would say that for us, we really want anyone that is either stuck in grief or mm-hmm. avoiding it. Um, because it's not, it's not only, like you were saying, it's not only for those grieving a loss as far as a person, but I even like experienced recently the grief of not making new memories. Like it's, 
it's real, you know, grief and, and that process and that permission just to feel like, okay, if I feel grief, it's valid, you know, and it's okay for me to process through it. And, and, and st- instead of people avoiding it or getting stuck um, in inside of it. And so I would say that, sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> The people that you intend to reach are those who are stuck or avoiding their grief. Right. It's stuck or avoiding it. And mm-hmm. so it, like I said, it helped me. To... Just letting people know also that, that God can handle the weight of, of their emotions mm-hmm. and that they don't have to be strong because God is strong. And so also letting them know that Jesus, especially for our believers, Jesus modeled grief for us um, when he wept and also when he like went into solitude or attempted to go into solitude after John the Baptist, um, he found out that he had died. And so he went into solitude and was met with a crowd and so he decided to heal which is what Nicole and I are doing which is turning our grief into ministry to help others right but then you have where he weeped um um where he weeped for um Lazarus who he knew he was raising the next day right or in a couple of days in three days I believe um and so he knew and so it's just like if God if Jesus the Christ it has permission and and needs to process grief then it's for everybody anyone who has grief and whatever it looks like like I was in grief counseling and I remember we all like I come in and I have like my three losses my parent and my parents and my brother and you know you have other people in there and there was a lady that came in and she said her dog died and one lady went in on her and then it was like no excuse me that is a loss absolutely and it's significant because I remember in second grade when I lost my dog like it took me out so (laughs) you know and it's like you can't it and that's the thing so we don't want to we anyone that's stuck in it or avoiding it like your grief is valid and and it's and it needs to be processed it should be processed I love the fact that you so thank you so much anyone who's stuck or avoiding their grief and I love the fact that you brought up Jesus and Lazarus because I literally just did some I don't know if I did a reel or whatever but even Mary and Mary and Martha right their responses to grief and how Jesus met them where they were so Martha is your you know calculating analytical get it done get a get it done type of woman right Mm -hmm. her her expression is Jesus if you had been here our brother wouldn't have died but Mary comes with the whole mob of weeping of grieving people they they had a whole mob Jesus if you had been here and she is more emotional and so even for the people that that just because you're not you're not emotional or emoting doesn't mean that you're not grieving and doesn't mean that you don't need to be in this course right and Jesus how Jesus met them at that moment with Mary's expression that's when Jesus wept 
Mm -hmm. I just love the fact that you brought up that story because there are people that may be working and professionals and they found a way to, to stay busy and keep it moving, but they also need to be in this course, right? They may be stuck. They may be avoiding their work. They may say, well, I'm not, I'm not tearful. I'm not crying about this. I've kind of moved on. I, I kind of grieve this, but they also need to, they, they also welcome here uh, because Jesus can meet them in their grief where they are. So I love that story. Wow. Is there anything that you need to share about this course that people need to know? I know that um, your tentative expected launch date is in January. Should we say the date? Should we wait? Um, anything you want to share about the actual course? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, as far as the, the description, yes. So, um, we will surprise the people, but yes, it's definitely like um, it's, it's it's lunch date, so we're excited. But that's something, yes, just I'm really excited to share that. So it's gonna be a surprise, it's gonna be a whole big thing. Um, but um, what I will say about the course, I really enjoy is because it's it's such um, and it's such a great balance of the spiritual and the clinical. Because y'all, first of all, if you're hearing, you can't see my shirt. I wish you could see my shirt because my shirt is live, okay? It says Jesus plus therapy equals healing, right? So with that being said, um, from the clinical aspect, it, it is, especially in the faith-based community, is to show that God, the healer, is not immune to whatever decision he chooses to use healing in your life. And so healing can come from therapy. And so one thing is to, to yes, you need you. First of all, I'm a, I'm a huge you need Jesus. Okay. I need Jesus. You know, I need Jesus just to, just to get to the next room. I need Jesus. Right. With that being said, therapy is also a very valuable resource, especially in the faith-based community. And so I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to challenge because I, I do Christian counseling. I'm a Christian who's a counselor is when we assume, and this reminds me of, uh, it was the soldier who, um, it was the soldier who um, was, I want to say the prophet was Elisha, but he had leprosy. And so Elijah said, oh yeah, go dip seven times in Jordan, right? And he was offended that that was how he had to be healed, right? When we assume that we know the best way for healing, that not only, yes, Jesus is, is a healer, but when it's, it's just, you know, that God is just going to use the name of Jesus, which is power, but that he can also use medication. He can also use therapy. He can also use creative arts. When we assume we know the best way that we, that we should heal, we are really limiting the power of God to move in the life, that, in, the, in our lives that he wants us to. That's why I have to say, like, clinically, yes, there's a strong foundation of spirituality in this because it's needed. But I love the balance of the clinical aspect because there's a reason why God created therapists and therapy is also a vessel for his healing to be found in this earth, right? And so what you're going to get in this course, uh, clinically, you are going to get the, the, the balancing, the supplement, the support, the supportive, like I'm, I'm supporting the Bible, you know, but you're going to get that cl a clinical part that's going to one show that there are several grieving responses. Not everyone's going to experience the same grieving response, but 
If you're again, reacting to grief, that means it's legit. But so we're gonna uh, validate and normalize for you in your uniqueness of loss, that there are grieving responses that you may experience. And what the meaning behind these grieving responses can entail and the purpose behind some of these grieving responses. But also um, there's also, um, Tasks, meaning like when I say tasks in, in the grief process, and this is something by uh, J. Uh, J. William Waring that I really, really appreciate is he comes from an active process of tasks, right? Meaning that no, you don't go a point from point A to point B, but what you are, there's a, there are objectives and kind of like as far as things that may need to occur in order to make sure you're healing forward in a healthy manner. And so also we um, offer written um, assignments um, that's gonna help people reflect. So we don't take away the uniqueness from their grief experience. If anything, because grief experiences are so unique, we provide guidance to anyone who's gonna take this course that's going to validate the uniqueness, the uniqueness of their course, uh, of, their, um, of their journey, but also validate their emotions and put, put the language back in their hands so they can identify what that narrative looks like in the future as far as them healing forward. You know, what tasks needs to happen or what things they need to do in order to one, recognize and come to acceptance with the reality of the loss, identify how to heal forward, meaning how to identify a new narrative where you bring integration of that loss into the future. And then also exploration of what that actually entails and looks like, you know? So from clinical, from that standpoint, it's going to put pretty much the tools in their hand that they can use to create whatever they need in order to heal forward in a man that honors them. Wow, I love this. I could even, I'm also seeing this being a resource for therapists to refer their clients to, right? And so I, I really am excited. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for your obedience. And so before we, before Brandy, if she has to say anything, where can people, is there a place that people can go and at least start to enroll on your wait list? Uh, for the course, because I'm going to make sure I put that in the show notes. I have the permission to grieve yes. school not teachable. Is that it? Yes, yes, that is where they can go. Um, and the reason why I'm hesitating because, I, like, I, I yeah, with Brandy as far as the because there's a whole different component that I'm really excited about when it comes to this course too, um, with the spiritual because it's 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 a game changer. It really is. Uh, cool. But yes, to find the course, it is uh, permission to grieve um, at teachable.com. Um, and from there, um, they will be able to access it and, um, and depending on, like I said, I don't know when, uh, this will air, but if need be, get on the waiting list and all that good stuff. Beautiful. Brandy, tell us about the spiritual component. Yes. So in addition to all of that amazingness that Nicole just <laughs> spoke of, we have, uh, what we call the God component and the God component in each we call them cores because we have seven cores and in each core there's a god identity or component that is attached and so what happens is they get to see god beyond just powerful being eternal being they see him as father they see him as prince of peace and i'm just gonna give you a couple in that <laughs> but they get a chance to see god in his fullness. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that allows people, allow people who are grieving and going through 
they get to see how dynamic God is. I think a lot of times we we go, oh, I know who God, like I know God, I know of God, I know God. But to have these intimate interactions, to have knowledge of who he is and what he wants to be to you, mm-hmm. um, and then having this intimate experience only builds on our end the ability to be vulnerable with him the next time we experience a loss the it gives us the experience right of having gone through this really um this loss and having God right there with us and being everything that we need and so it helps us to see God as father right in those moments where we feel like you know, the world is crumbling and nobody's there or we we can't, we have, you know, no one can handle what's going on in our thoughts and what we're feeling and, and, and everyone else is so fragile around us or we don't feel we can trust them. You have God here and we have scripture to support and show you he wants to be this for you. He wants to be father. He is father. He is Abba. He can handle this. He wants your honesty. He, his love, his love is so powerful. Just from the finished work of what Jesus did on the cross and God's love alone just solidifies that he can handle it all. And he did it because he wanted us. He chose us and he just wants our decision. And so even in permission to grieve, it's giving us the permission, but it's also giving him the permission to come in and do what he does best, which is heal and restore. So <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a lot it's a lot emotional okay <laughs> if, you, if you just know this is why I rock with Brandy <laughs> I'm just about to just cry like Jesus the mm-hmm. love of Jesus is, is just oozing out of this the work and the heart be, and the purpose and the call behind this ain't no regular course y'all this ain't mm-hmm. This ain't no regular cause. I'm just so thankful because people are going to experience God's love um, through this course, that their wounds and their groanings and their moanings and their grief, there's a place, you know, both of y'all, y'all talked about how you have um, a lot of things in common in terms of the purpose and the passion behind grief, but both of you have something in common that is safety to connect right vulnerability people can't be safe if there's no people can't be vulnerable if there's no safety and so both of you bring the safety and so people are just going to be feel the love of Jesus through this coursework with you with the two of you and that's what's going to help them heal and grieve forward and move and heal forward and move forward um wow I am literally trying to keep it together. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I know we're almost out of time uh, and there's so much more I want to ask you. So I'm just going to give you the option to prioritize. There's a call to action for people to join this course, for people to go on the website, uh, permission-to-grieve-school.teachable.com to sign up for the wait list. And I'll put that in the show notes. There, that is the call to action. 
But I got to ask you, what is the call to action for the body of Christ, church leadership, as it relates to grief? And any final takeaways that you want to say? Ah, let's see, which one do I go with? <laughs> uh, I I would say call to action for the church would be, for me, would be that faith isn't pretending like your loss didn't happen. Um, and I and I think we want to stand in faith, and a lot of times that looks like I'm okay, nothing's happening, I'm not gonna cry, I'm not gonna show you any emotion, I'm not going to do all that, I'm okay, but yet you're broken at home. Yeah. You don't know how to get out of bed, mm -hmm. you you know, you're angry, you have all these emotions and you don't know where to place it. And so faith isn't pretending like it didn't happen, um, putting on a face, avoiding your emotions and, 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 you know, and not saying that, hey, this sucks. <laughs> faith is working through and understanding that you're and understand, investigating your emotions, right? Now we're not saying, we're not saying make decisions and, you know, go roll and just, you know, let your emotions take uh, control, but investigate your emotions, express them honestly with the expectation that things will get better because of the finished work of Jesus. And it's not because of our requiring you to be strong, but just to trust God with your ugly while trusting his timing and his process. And so that's my call to action to the church is just to, to really investigate like faith, like when you're, and that's one of them, just again, when you're standing in faith is not to pretend like everything is okay. Like that's not true faith. Faith is saying this sucks, but I believe that God he he has worked it out. It will work out for my good. I will trust my timing. I will put one foot in front of the other, trusting him, not me, you know, and just knowing, like Nicole said earlier, he has placed therapy and other things in our lives to help assist us through this thing called life. And so just trusting him in that way. But faith is not saying, oh, I'm okay and nothing's wrong, you know? My goodness. Nicole? I mean, she just put a period on that one. Yes, sir. <laughs> I got a whole sentence. And with your permission, I'm going to hashtag this thing. Faith is not pretending it did not happen, but working through with God's help, including therapy, including, including counseling, including taking a course, including all the resources that he has uh, provided, right? I'm just so thankful that you said that. But anything else you want to add? Yeah, I just want to say she's she's the minister, y'all. So I want so it's it's not me. I'm the I'm the clinician, but she she said that. So the thing is is and she said it so perfectly. So no, and I'm glad that you know. And it's it's what she said is real and it's true. Um, and sometimes I it has to come from within. You know, the minister to the you know to the pulpit. And so the fact that it is um, it's needed and it can be recognized as needed from someone who. Like, like I said, is um, is a minister who is in um, in the faith based communities like that, you know. So it's it's needed both Jesus plus healing. Jesus, notice I said Jesus first. Jesus um, and in therapy 
can can maybe this may be uh, one of the ways that God chooses to heal you. So, yeah. Wow. Is there anything that I did not get to ask you, ladies, that you feel compelled to share in a minute or two? You know, I would say um, just for, for tips, you know, and Brainy said this, um, it really is about being smart, not strong. Um, what you're going through is legit. So people who really care, they're not expecting you to be strong, but uh, the enemy is not expecting you to be smart. And so with that being said, um, I will say even practicality is um, be willing to, um, I love what Brandy said as far as embracing emotions, that's really where it's at. And so when it comes to not only embracing emotional regulation, meaning how to kind of navigate your emotion, be willing to sit with your emotions as in like you would sit with your best friend, as mm -hmm. if you would sit with an advocate. You know, because that's what really emotions are. They're neither good or bad. They really are advocates for you if you sit down with them. You know, um, I like to think of, and they can be annoying. Um, I like to think of, I don't know, I'm showing my age, sister, sister. You know, y'all with uh, sister, sister, and, and they had this Tia and Tamir, they had this one neighbor called Roger. And Roger always just used to <laughs> show up. And, what, and they would say, go home, Roger, but he would show right back up. And that's an emotion because Roger, at the end of the day, he cared about them. But to tie that into the emotional aspect, um, emotions really aren't there to harm you. A lot of times it's not that we're supposed to fear emotion. We're just scared of what we would do with the emotion. So like Brandy said, sitting with the emotion, exploring that emotion, the emotion is going to talk back <laughs> to you. And so if anything, feel empowered to know that in your, your grieving process, it really is okay to sit with all grieving responses. Because it's, they're probably telling you something that you need in order to heal for it. Absolutely. Wow. 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 Before I say, before I wrap anything, Brandy, let me give you an opportunity. Is there anything that you feel compelled that I didn't ask you uh, that you can share within a minute or, 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 or two? I just want to say this, and I don't know if it will actually tie in, it, but I just want to edify or encourage us that when we're praying to God for healing for our loved ones, or we're praying to God for a job, and let's say that job, we don't get that job, or let's say in the healing, um, and we pray for healing, that they end up passing away. At the end of the day, the prayer was answered, and he did heal them, right? you didn't get the job, but he's redirecting you elsewhere. I just want us to be vulnerable in our prayers, but understanding that we can't manipulate or dictate how he does his thing. And we have to bow down and understand that he is God for a reason. And so when it doesn't align with what we wanted, because we are the ones left to like, I, I, I went through this <laughs> when I prayed to God for my parents, I was like, they're faithful servants, they're pastors. Like, how could you not heal them? Right. But it was myself, my, my wanting them to still be here on earth, but it was realizing he did heal them and he's a good God and he's a faithful God. So when we pray, we have to be, we have to yield to that part of knowing that he is good. And if it doesn't look like what we want it to look like, those emotions are valid. 
but we still stick and stand on the fact that he's a good God and, and that we don't need to understand fully in order to trust that he's going to be good. Ooh. <laughs> we don't need to understand fully in order to understand, in order to know that God is good. Well, on that note, thank you for tuning in to the Empower to Empower You podcast. This is your lovely host, Mrs. B. Wendy Jackson. Uh, I'm going to post the information. I'm going to be alongside these women as the course is released to share it on my platforms to help support them with getting the word out. But I want you, I'm going to, I want you to pay attention to their um, IG handles, social media handles and websites, as well as the course information. So you can go ahead and join the wait list. They are going to be sold out because this is such a great time and such a relevant course needed for the people, for the people, for the communities, for even the body of Christ. We need this course. Permission to Grieve, Brandy Powell, and Nicole Nash. I'll be back next time with another dynamic episode. Have a wonderful day on purpose.